Welcome to Star Wars and TN. Now hit the intro. What well you have? You are now tuned in to a Star Wars show, so just sit back and ready to flow. Clear your mind of what you know, and let the force be the course of where we go. As we take this journey far, far away, now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would be joining us. What's going on, Far, Far Away family? How's everyone doing today? Well, we made it through another week, and Friday is finally here. Yes, we do got to get through today, but at least we made it to today. So we just got a few hours till the weekend starts. So let's not waste a bunch of time on nonsense and get right to today's part. Because when we left off yesterday, Set had just got shot at by the Rodian bartender, which he blocked with ease with his lightsaber. But I really want to find out what happens next. So let's get right to it. <laughs> Keeping one eye on the bar, Set turned to face the two burly miners guarding the door. They had probably been expecting Quano's betrayal, but they were caught completely off guard by the failure of his plan. Now the grins had fallen from their faces, and they were clumsily scrambling to draw their own weapons. Why are the big ones always so griffing slow? Set could have stopped them any number of ways. He could have used the force to yank their weapons from their grasp, or unleashed a wave that would send the guards flying across the room. Given how long it was taking them, he could have leapt forward and sliced them both in half with his lightsaber before they even fired a shot. Instead, he chose to simply hold his ground, waiting for the inevitable barrage of blaster fire. His adversaries didn't disappoint him. Set easily caught the first round of bolts with a shimmering blade, sending them ricocheting harmlessly away. At this point, a smart opponent would have made a break for the door. Quano's two thugs, on the other hand, simply kept firing, too dumb to realize the sheer futility of their attacks. Set picked off a few more shots before growing bored with the game, using the force to anticipate the precise location of the next two incoming bolts. He angled his lightsaber so that they deflected straight back toward their point of origin. The first miner was hit in the chest, the other in the stomach. Both died instantly. Killing his enemies with their own blaster bolts was a long-standing tradition for Set. There were occasions when he needed to keep a low profile, and lightsabers tended to leave very distinctive wound patterns. This wasn't one of those times, but why pass up a chance to keep his skills sharp? All this time, Quano hadn't reappeared. Set was unsurprised. Might as well come out. Don't make me come get you. The Rodian's green head slowly rose up into view. He was still holding his blaster, pointing it at Set, but his hands were trembling so much he couldn't even keep the barrel steady. Set shook his head. If you're going to kill somebody so you can steal their credits, at least go after an easy target. You liar! Quana replied, his voice rising defensively. You said you know Jedi! With a flick of his wrist, Set used the force to slap the pistol from Quano's hand. Another gesture lifted the helpless bartender off the ground and yanked him across the room, where he landed in a crumpled ball at Set's feet. Reaching down to seize one of the Rodian's antennae, Set used it to pull his whimpering victim up to his knees. His free hand brought the blade of his still-ignited lightsaber to within a few centimeters of Quano's scaly face. Let's get one thing clear. I'm not a Jedi. To emphasize his point, he flicked his blade, caressing it against the Rodian's cheek for a fraction of a second. The sizzle of smoldering flesh was drowned out by Quano's scream. No kill, no kill! He blubbered. The damage was minor, 
a burn that would heal within a week while leaving only a faint scar. But Set was satisfied his point had been made. Shutting off his lightsaber, he released his grip on the antenna and took a step back, giving Quano room to stand. The Rodian stayed on his knees, his hand reached up gingerly to examine his wound. Now why would I want to kill you? Set asked him. You're the only one who can take me to the miners and their talismans. Until I have them in my hands, I'll do everything I can to keep you alive. What happened after you get them? Quano asked, suspicious. Said flashed him his most charming smile. At that point, we'll just have to play it by ear. Now I think this would be a great time to get to today's sponsor. Do you ever find yourself just needing a few extra credits and you don't have a perfect credit score? The banking clans can't or won't approve your loans? That's okay. Jabba believes everyone deserves equal access to credit. That's why he does his best to consider your overall financial situation. When you need emergency funding, you want a lender with a proven track record. Jabba has been lending credits for hundreds of years and he has helped more than 4 million hardworking people tackle emergency expenses. So if you need a few extra credits, no matter the reason, stop by Jabba's Palace on Tattoo he is there to give you the credit you need. All payments must be made in a timely manner. If you do not make your payment, bounty hunters will be hired to track you down and capture or kill you. If you are captured, you will be forced into slavery until your debt is paid, which will never happen and you will be a slave for the rest of your life. Set could hear the voices of the miners echoing down the tunnel. He estimated they were only a few hundred meters away. From the tone of the echoes, he suspected they were in a large, high-roofed cavern. They lived like vermin, huddled in underground warrens, afraid for their lives. Pathetic. Ahead, his unwilling guide suddenly stopped and turned to look back at him. It wasn't easy to read a Rodian's expression, but it was clear what Quana was asking. I brought you this far, can I go now? Set simply shook his head and pointed farther down the tunnel. Shoulders sagging, Quano continued to shuffle forward. They were close enough now that Set could actually make out what the miners were saying to one another. You can't be serious! A deep-voiced man shouted. The nobles murdered Gelba. We have to make them pay. If they got Gelba, they can get anyone. Another man protested. I think we should lay low for a while. Let things simmer down. I agree. A woman chimed in. I know Gelba was your friend, Drado. But you're talking madness. Set could see light from the entrance to the cavern spilling around a bend in the tunnel just up ahead. Quana crept around the corner silently and crouched behind a rock that gave him a clear view of their quarry. He might have been a coward, Set noted as he moved up to join him, but he had a natural talent for sneaking and spying. From their vantage point, he could clearly see the cave. It was dotted with dozens of large stalactites protruding up like ugly brown spires from the floor. Stalactites hung from the ceiling, looking ominously like the teeth of some ancient stone monster waiting to chomp down on the people below. He counted an even dozen miners gathered in a loose semicircle near the center of the chamber. All of them were armed, just like the four guards he had dispatched at the tunnel's entrance not ten minutes earlier. A few of the miners were sitting on short, flat-topped rock formations. Others paced nervously back and forth. One leaned against a nearby stalagmite. Two men and a woman appeared to be engaged in a heated argument. Four others were standing guard on the edges of the group. Blaster rifles drawn while they nervously scanned the cavern's entrance, as if trying to pierce the shadows in anticipation of an attack. Whoever killed Met and your friends made you paranoid. With Galba gone, I call the shots, 
a bearded man was saying to one of the women. And I say Galba's death calls for blood. Drado, Quano whispered, speaking so softly, Set had to lean in to hear it. Him one who dig up stuff you want. Looking closer, Set noticed an amulet draped around Drado's neck, and he caught the glint of a ring on his finger. The only jewelry he'd seen on any of the miners since he'd set foot on this destitute world. So today's part starts off with Sid dealing with the Rodian's bouncers. They are big and slow, and it takes them forever to pull out their blasters. But after they finally do end, they start shooting. Set plays with them and bats them away for a moment. Then he redirects them right back into them, killing them where they stood. A lot less messy than a lightsaber blow. Then he turns to use the force to pick the Rodian up and drop him at his feet. He tells the Rodian that he won't kill him, but he informs him that he is going to take him to who has the talisman. Then it jumps to them being in the cave. They are headed back to where the voices are coming from. The Rodian points out the man that Set is looking for. When Set realizes that the man is wearing a medallion and a ring, and no other miners on the planet had been wearing jewelry, he knew this was the man that he was looking for. And that's where this part came to an end. Join us on Monday to hear the next part. Hope to see you there. Thank you for listening to Star Wars Intent. Tune in next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can follow us on all major podcast directories. If you enjoyed the show, we would really appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Star Wars in 10 was created by Kenai Shed and is distributed by Swaycast Network. This show was produced by Pigfield Media, sound designed by Theodore Thompson, researched by Leslie Schneider. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.